podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Thursday where nothing much is happening, but we have conflicting reports from different journalists about our interest levels in Romeo Lavia, about whether or not we plan to add a third midfielder. I think it's pretty clear that we do. And about what we're going to do in defence. Certain journalists have said, oh, it'll be a young defender, so someone to bring in and develop who won't be a starter. And it's only going to be if the right opportunity presents itself Whereas others have said, no, no, this is actually a pressing need. This is somebody to come in and be part of the team. So we'll see what happens. No point in wasting too much thought on it right now because it's, what is it, the 6th of July? 6th of July. We've already got two great players signed, Alexis McAllister and Dominic Sabozlai. Everybody knows what we still need. A holding midfielder, a left-sided centre-back to fill out this team. Those positions, though, I do think Jürgen will be happier to wait later into this window to address. Dominic and Alexis, they're guys that walk in and start immediately because very clear Henderson's not good enough anymore. And Curtis Jones had a really good run and, and to his credit, is having an excellent European Championships. But you would expect a player with Curtis's senior experience to do very, very well at an underage tournament, especially going up against weaker teams like England have done. But he's having a really good tournament. Man of the match last night in the semi-final against Israel. But he's playing in a double pivot with Angel Gomes. And the fact that that double pivot is working just suggests that the tournament itself isn't of the best quality. England obviously didn't have to play France, who got knocked out by Ukraine, <clears throat> injuries scuppered France, unfortunately. That would have been a, a great final. If we could have got England versus France in the final, it would have been fantastic. Instead, what will happen is England will take on Spain in the final. And Spain looked really good last night, playing against the Ukraine, beat them 5-1, went 1-0 down and then roared back and beat them 5-1. So that should be an interesting final. It'll be interesting to see how the England midfield does against that Spanish midfield, which also has a number of players who are playing at a high level in a top-five league on a regular basis. Um, So big test for Curtis there, but Curtis is not ready to start for us. So Alexis starts instead of him, Dominic starts instead of Henderson, and... Fabinho likely starts the season regardless of who comes in as the number six. Unless it's like 
Chuameni or Caicedo, I don't think there's any possibility that Fabinho wouldn't be the one to start as the number six. The same goes for the left-sided centre-back. I think even though it's an awful fit, I think Andy Robertson will start there regardless of who comes in. Unless we were to do something ridiculous like sign Josco Gvardiol. And even then, I think Andy Robertson is more likely to start the season as the left-sided centre-back. So, like I say, no reason to worry about those things yet. It's the 6th of July. We'll get those players. We're just waiting for the right price, the right opportunity. Nothing to concern ourselves with for now. We will take a look at this is Anfield. Uh, Liverpool have confirmed a fifth pre-season game. No Anfield to use for pre-season games. So we will play SV Darmstadt at Preston North End's Deepdale Stadium on August the 6th. The match is 40 miles away from Anfield. So a, a you know, a not too uh, difficult commute for people to get over and back for that one. Um, Liverpool's best 11 goals at the Anfield Road end. Oh, this could be good. Let's have a look. Uh, Joanna Durkin has put this together. So Mo versus City, where he danced past everybody. Suarez versus West Brom with the header from the edge of the box. Emery Chan versus Hoffenheim. That incredible team goal where we built down the left. Terry McDermott versus Tottenham back in 1978-79. John Arnorisa against Manchester United where he nearly tore the net off the goal. Fernando Torres against Blackburn. That's a favourite of mine. Steven Gerrard against Manchester United, one of the screamers. Luis Garcia versus Juve. Absolutely sensational goal. Didi Hamann versus Portsmouth. Bobby Firmino versus Arsenal. That was the night Bobby really announced himself as a Liverpool player. And then the last one on the list is Ian Callaghan versus Inter Milan in the 64-65 season. That's a good list. Uh, better balance, more intensity. John Barnes on Liverpool's new look midfield. Liverpool remain interested in Levi Colwell despite scheduled Chelsea talks. Uh, Liverpool's FPL price is revealed. Mo Salah, the most expensive player again. Liverpool finally addressed squad issue with prime age transfer. Andy Robertson wasn't ready to see James Milner's first day at a new club. Kate Gordon is back in full training after a 17-month nightmare. That's 17 months that poor lad's been out with the pelvic injury. Southampton manager respects transfers are imminent amid Liverpool's Lavia interest. So good stuff on this is Anfield. On Liverpool.com, there's some nonsense about Mbappe. Um, I think that's Per Schurz, and I would say no thank you. Liverpool transfer risk could make sense for Virgil van Dijk Air. That's Colwell. There's a piece on Lavia, a piece on Dominic. Uh, seven players Liverpool could sell. Another piece on Dominic, another piece on Lavia, piece on Mason Mount for some reason, a piece on Dominic, another piece on Colwell. Yeah, so some decent stuff there. <clears throat> on AnfieldIndex.com, we have a 
piece on Seth Vanderberg. There's a piece about Mickey Van Der Veen, a piece about Thiago. Uh, Andrew Beasley has a piece up about Dominic. I don't know if I mentioned yesterday I had a piece up on Romeo Lavia. Myself and Trev have a two-part piece coming out either today or tomorrow. Um, basically looking at the five best moments since the millennium for Liverpool fans and the five worst moments since the millennium for Liverpool fans. Um, as the purveyor of all things miserable, I took the five worst moments. It's a long one. It's about 2,850 words. There is a bit of swearing in it. And by a bit, I mean a fair bit. Um, but, you know, you've been you've been warned. I warned people in the first part, the, in the opening of the article, there is swearing in it. So if that's not your bag, wait to fucking read something else. Uh, Podcast-wise, the new minefield is there. If you haven't listened to it, please do. It is absolutely excellent. There is a scouted pod, myself and Carl, uh, a request from Andy Wales, top five league player picks. So goalkeeper, defender, midfield and forward from England, France, Germany, Spain and Italy to fit into this Liverpool team. And Paul, Lubo and Matt have done uh, episode 17 of the Positivity podcast. So give that a listen when you have a chance. Uh, Now, on to the main event of today, which is the Brendan Rodgers era of transfers at Liverpool. Jesus wept. Uh, Let's get into year one. So leaving the club, Charlie Adam. My favourite moment of that entire summer was Stoke fans chanting, we're Stoke City, we sign who we want, as if signing Charlie Adam was a good thing. How little they knew. Um, We sold Aquilani, we sold Dirk Kout. Andy Carroll, having been told he was being kept, was loaned to West Ham. Maxi Rodriguez, Craig Bellamy, Stephen Darby, Nathan Eccleston, Lewis Hatch, all left the clubs on free transfers. And then Donny and Joe Cole left on freeze in the January window. Uh, our summer business, Sterling, Tom King and Suso were promoted to the first team. We signed Samid Yessel. That poor lad had so much talent and his knees just would not let him have a career. I think he's playing in like the fourth or fifth tier of German football now. And he's not, like, he, I think he's 28, 29. It's such a shame. He he was so talented when we got him. It was actually quite a coup that we managed to nick him. Um, we signed Usama Asayedi, who, to his credit, had some talent, but unfortunately it just wasn't enough talent. We signed Joe Allen. So we did. And we signed Fabio Barini, and th- this is when we should have known that Rogers hadn't a clue what he was doing, that Rogers didn't realize what he was after taking on, because he said that Fabio Barini was a player that would get us all excited. He said that he was one of the physically strongest players he'd ever worked with, and he a wet a, a good breeze would blow him over in truth. Like um, in the January, though, when the Control had been taken away from Brendan. Daniel Sturridge arrived and Phil Coutinho arrived. Brendan had wanted 
Theo Walcott and Wesley Schneider. But instead, the smart people at the club signed Daniel Sturridge and Phil Coutinho. We also signed Nuri Sahin that summer. And this is a transfer that will never not annoy me because he was a really good get for us at the time. He was one of the best deep-lying midfield controllers in Europe, and Rodgers decided he was a number 10. And it's never stopped annoying me that Rodgers decided he was a number 10. So, yeah, not not great summer transfers, but brilliant January transfers this season. We finished 7th, um, mostly because we had a really good back half of the season. We'd, lo- we'd, we'd drawn a lot of games in the first half of the year. We started the season badly, didn't win any of our first five games, and he took two points. Finally beat Norwich 5-2. Suarez scored a hat-trick, as he enjoyed doing. Drew with Stoke, beat Reading 1-0 at home. And then we drew three of the next four. And we were a bottom half team. Like, for the first five weeks, we were a bottom three team. And through the first half of the season... We were largely a bottom half team, but we managed to work our way up into eighth in match day 18. And then we stayed in the top half after that. And we were better second half. Once the two lads came in, we were better. Now, obviously, at the in the, in the latter half of this season, uh, Suarez bit a fella and ended up getting a, a wee ban for himself, as he, as he liked to do. But I do feel like if we hadn't been as as good and as fun in the second half of the season, like, you know, we hammered Norwich 5-0 at home, we hammered Swansea, we hammered Wigan, we hammered Newcastle 6-0. If not for those type of results, I wouldn't have been surprised if Rodgers got the sack. I remember in, like, November, October, November, there was a lot of talk that they were already looking at replacing him. Um, in the... FA Cup, it was quite embarrassing. We beat Mansfield, but then lost to Oldham in the FA Cup. In the League Cup, we beat West Brom. Nuri Sahin scored both goals. And then we got comfortably beaten at home by Swansea. In the Europa League, we beat Gommel. We beat Hearts. We finished top of a group with Anzi Makakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakak
Jordan Ibe, Craig Roden and Christian Adorjan were promoted from the academy. We signed Ali Sissoko and Victor Moses on loan. We signed Thiago Alori. He had so much promise he just couldn't stay fit and his career went the way it went. We signed Luis Alberto, who has since gone on to become one of the best midfielders in Serie A, but you know, never got an opportunity really at Liverpool. We signed Simon Mignolet. The less said, the better. We signed Iago Aspas. He's been so good for Celta in his career. Never worked for us. Just didn't have that. He didn't have the speed. If he'd had pace, I think Aspas could have been a good player for us. And then we signed Mamadou Sacco, who, to his credit, was easily our best centre-back because Agar was always hurt. Um, that season, obviously, we finished second. We won't go into the whys and the hows. Uh, we got to the fifth round of the FA Cup. Would have been nice to go a bit further, but Arsenal knocked us out. We beat Oldham, we beat Bournemouth, but Arsenal knocked us out. In the League Cup, we beat Notts County 4-2, and then we lost to Manchester United. Luis Suarez put together the single best season any player has ever had in the Premier League. Without a shadow of a doubt, that is the best season anyone has ever had in the Premier League. Sturridge was great. Sterling was great. Coutinho was very good. Henderson was very good that year. Um, Joe Allen was pretty good that year. Gerrard had a really rough first half of the season, but when he got moved into that kind of quarterback role, things really improved. <clears throat> things really did improve. So, um, yeah, we came close. The title was in our own hands, and we we managed to make a mess of it. So <clears throat> there is that. Uh, moving on to 14-15 then. And uh, let's just say this season couldn't have gone much worse. So Suarez left, went to Barcelona. We all knew that was coming. Daniel Agger was forced out of the club. Pepe Reina was sold. Martin Kelly was sold. Jack Robinson was sold. Aspas, Alberto Elori, Sebastian Cuates, Andre Wisdom, Divock Origi, who was bought in, was loaned out. Uh, Jordan Ibe was loaned out. In the January window, we sold Asaidi and we sold Suso. Uh, coming in the door, this is ugly as it could possibly be. Lawrence Figueroa, now of Burnley. Kevin Stewart, who we would later turn into Andy Robertson. Javier Manquillo was signed on loan, never given much of a chance. Ricky Lambert was signed. Still can't un- understand why. Uh, Divock was signed and loaned back. Emre Chan was signed. Albi Moreno was signed. Mario Balotelli was signed. Lazar Markovic was signed. Adam Lalana was signed. And my good friend, Dejan the Pebble, Pebble Lovren, arrived at the club. Emre Chan is by far the best player that was signed in that window. Like, by far. The season was a disaster. We ended up finishing sixth. 
uh, despite assurances from certain parts of the fan base that we were nailed on for top four, uh, we managed to lose six of our first 12 games, uh, seven of our first 16. Then we went in a good unbeaten run when we went to a back three. And then we lost five of our last eight in the league. And we finished sixth. And the season ended with a 3-1 home defeat to Crystal Palace in Steven Gerrard's last game at Anfield. And then a 6-1 shellacking by Stoke. Brendan Rodgers should have been fired in the dressing room after that game. It was unacceptable that he wasn't. Uh, we did all right in the Cups, to be fair. We got to the semi-final of both Cups. Uh, beat Wimbledon, Bolton in a replay. Crystal Palace, Blackburn in a replay. And then lost to Aston Villa in the FA Cup. Tim Sherwood bamboozled Brendan that day. We played about six different formations. And you could tell that was the day. How he'd gotten away with how the season had gone to that point, I don't know. Probably because he was pally with all the local patch journalists because he'd tell them stuff off the record and then they'd put it into stories and attribute it to sources. Um, But that day you could sense a shift. After that game, you could sense a shift in how he was being reported on because he clearly didn't know what he was doing that day. We we tried about six different formations. Uh, In the League Cup, we beat Middlesbrough on penalties. We beat Swansea, we beat Bournemouth, and then Chelsea beat us in the semi-final. In the Champions League, we were nothing short of a disgrace. Uh, Drawn in a group with Real Madrid, Basel, and Ludogorets, we should have been sailing through in second place. We beat Ludogorets. Mario Balotelli scored a pen- uh, Mario Balotelli scored, and then Gerard scored. Then we lost away to Basel. Then Real spanked us at Anfield. Then we went to Real, and Rodgers played uh, basically a reserve team, choosing to rest Steven Gerrard in the last chance he was going to have to play at the Bernabeu. Uh, Then we played Ludogorets at home, and then we played Basel at home and drew 1-1. We drew 2-2 with Ludogorets away and 1-1 with Basel. Had we won either of those games, uh, we potentially could have gone through. Had we won both of them as we should have, we should have got. We would have gone through. Uh, an absolute shambles. And then we played Besiktas in the Europa League. We beat them 1-0 at home. Mario Balotelli scored a penalty. And there was actual controversy over Balotelli scoring the penalty because apparently Jordan Henderson was meant to be on penalty duties. As we have since found out, Jordan Henderson is a dreadful penalty taker. Mario Balotelli was one of the best penalty takers in the world at the time. It was absolutely right that he took the ball and took that penalty. And yet Steven Gerrard and others, Steven Gerrard was sat doing punditry on the game, which was weird to begin with, uh, had a go at him. And then all the usual talking heads had a go at him for that. Uh, We lost 1-0 over there. Uh, Arslan with the only goal of the game. And then it went to penalties. Uh, Ba scored, Lambert scored, Torre scored, Lalana scored, Kavlik scored, Chan scored, Hutchinson scored, Joe Allen scored, Arslan scored, and then Dejan Lovren 
took a penalty that if you look out your window, it's probably still circum circumnavigating the earth. Um, absolutely shambolic. We were so bad that season. Uh, somehow Brendan survived and was allowed to waste more money in the Jan- in the summer transfer window of 2015. Uh, going out the door, he forced out Raheem Sterling, sold Fabio Barini, sold Iago Aspa, sold Ricky Lambert, sold Sebastian Cuates, loaned out Andre Wisdom, loaned out Alore, Glenn Johnson, Stephen Gerrard, Brad Jones, and Rafa Paez all left on um, free transfers. Markovic, Balotelli, Luis Alberto, Samid Yesel, Shea Ojo, Danny Ward, Kevin Stewart, Lawrence Figueroa, and Teo Awani all went out on loan. Uh, coming into the squad, Connor Randall, Brad Smith, and Shea Ojo from the academy. Uh, Stephen Colker Kalk- arrived under Klopp. We signed Adam Bogdan. We signed Milner. We bought Awani. We signed Joe Gomez, and Rogers tried to take credit for it. Uh, we signed Danny Ings. We signed Nathaniel Klein for a big bowl of money. We did sign Bobby. Much to Roger's annoyance, we did sign Bobby. Um, but he would only relent on that if we also signed Benteke. So we spent an enormous amount of money on a very mediocre striker who had overcome a torn Achilles that had taken away his pace. Unsurprisingly, Brendan was sacked in October. And by the time he was sacked, it was pretty clear our season was not going to go the way we wanted it to. We'd beaten Stoke on the opening day through a late Coutinho worldie. We'd beaten Bournemouth through a Benteke goal. Then we drew at Arsenal, got hammered by West Ham as Lovren put forward one of the worst performances you'll ever see. Uh, we got battered by United, but Benteke did score a nice goal. Um, we drew at Norwich at home, and then we beat Villa at home. And then we played Everton, we drew 1-1, we weren't very good, and Brendan was sacked immediately afterwards, and those that were around at the time will remember that in the middle of the week leading up to that game, we knew Brendan was getting sacked after the derby no matter what. He was been allowed to have the derby and say goodbye, and that was pretty much it. By the time we played Tottenham on the 17th of October, Jurgen Klopp was the Liverpool manager. So that's it. That's the Brendan Rodgers tenure. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.